Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. And today my guest, guest is Kristen Fryer, who is an Alexander Technique teacher and a Pilates instructor in Cincinnati, Ohio. She's been teaching the Alexander Technique for about 10 years and the Pilates method for about 12 years. And we're going to talk today about um, the, these two methods of self-improvement, how they differ, what their overlaps are, uh, how they might be combined. Uh, Kristen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. Kristen, it's glad to, I'm glad to have you on, on this uh, show. I, I've had a bit of experience with Pilates myself. Um, I wonder if you could begin by giving our listeners a, a very short description or definition of the Alexander Technique. Well, I knew you were going to ask this question because I've heard all your other podcasts. Um, and I, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is a book title called Love is Letting Go of Fear. And for me, the Alexander Technique is a means whereby of letting go of fear and moving into self-compassion or compassion for yourself so that you can live a more full life, I would mm -hmm. say. And, and fear uh, often manifests as uh, excess muscular tension, which is how a lot of people tend to think of the Alexander Technique, a way of right. change, you know, releasing harmful tension. Right. But, you, but, the, but I, I like the fear one, too, because that, a lot of that tension is caused by uh, some form of fear. Yeah, the way we think about ourselves, our perfectionistic attitudes, um, our attitude, our way of being in the world um, definitely is reflected in our body and our use and the right, way we right. um, engage in the world. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it'd be good if you could also give a very short description or definition of the Pilates method. Well, the Pilates method is a series of exercises that um, was developed by Joseph Pilatus um, that has very, very, um, um, uh, it's a little harder one for me to, to define. Uh, I don't want to shortchange it. It has a, a very, very precise way of being done. And it's, it's not something that you can learn very quick, I, I would say very quickly. It's got a, um, a, a depth to it that takes a lot of years to unfold and um, and it's done on on really wonderful equipment that I, I you know if you haven't seen it it's they're really uh, large and in charge and they've got their wooden and uh, very um, supportive pieces of equipment yeah there's there's a lot of uh, a sort of exercise technology uh, as part of that that uh, system. I, it's, it's interesting, uh, I uh, did a bit of Pilates a few years ago and at one point I actually read pretty much everything that Pilates wrote, which is not that hard because it's really <laughs> like a book and a half at right. max. Um, and, but the thing that just jumped out at me above everything else was that he seemed to be observing the same phenomena that Alexander did. And he, there are passages in Pilates books that Alexander could have written and vice mm -hmm. versa. 
-hmm. they there was just a huge overlap in their um, I guess you could not maybe not their analysis of the problem but their their picture of the problem that most mm -hmm. people in in Western societies uh, right. manifest but of course as you as you point out Pilates is is highly highly targeted exercises delivered very very precisely very precisely and alexander alexander technique has a reputation for not really being having prescribing any kind of exercise um, particularly some alexander himself almost seemed to be a bit anti-exercise <laughs> um, yes, and this was a dilemma for me for many years. <laughs> yeah. How, well, so how would you? How have you resolved it? If you have. <laughs> ah, well, I would say that um, I really try not to to think too when I'm doing the Alex when I'm doing the Pilates work. I try not to think about. Um, so much about strengthening muscles as I try to think about um, muscles happen to get stronger because of the alignment and how we're doing an exercise. Uh, it's kind of a, a secondary thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to take someone and say, we are going to strengthen your quad today. I, I, I try to think of it more as an, it's a, a side effect of doing these holistic whole body movements, which I think is why is um, maybe why Alexander didn't like exercises. He didn't think that they were um, sophisticated and that they were they were trying to think of one muscle group as a separate thing. You know, like this bicep here is my is this muscle I'm going to work out really hard. And, right. and it doesn't matter what that does to my pec and it doesn't matter what it does to my latissimus dorsi. It, it's just about making this really big bicep and I um, you know don't I, I think you know every movement needs to come from a place of wholeness and I think a lot of um, Pilates teachers think that as well I don't think I'm the only mm -hmm. one that would think that um, right right but that's you know that would be a sign that's not Pilates if you're being told to do one muscle group really hardcore like that wouldn't be to me, um, in line with Joseph Pilatus' thinking, right, and but the, that critique that Alexander had w would certainly apply to a lot of fitness programs today. I mean, yes. I, I, I go to a gym to swim pretty regularly, and I hear people talking about how they've, you know, got their quads a little bigger, right? you know, all that kind of stuff that you just mentioned, and I'm always a little bit. It's a little upsetting to hear, really, because from an Alexander point of view, it's it's kind of well potentially harmful, and certainly not the best use of of uh, of your time and energy. Right um, now, when when you um, when a client comes to you, uh, do you? sort of offer them a choice or do you combine Alexander and Pilates or are they, are they quite separate? Um, no, everything is, it's a day, it's a day, a daily choice. So I have a lot of clients that see me twice a week. 
So, and now Alexander Technic, I don't think people usually come twice a week. They would probably come once a week mm -hmm. and maybe for half an hour. And my clients come twice a week for an hour. So we have plenty of time to do, to do both um, and to do what's necessary that day. You know, what, where are we at? We kind of do an evaluation in the beginning and someone's done a lot on the lawnmower that weekend and I don't feel like um, the Pilatus is, is, is then the Pilatus might be too stressful. We'll, we'll shoot more towards an Alexander table turn and, and chair work and kind of unwinding, doing mm -hmm. more unwinding than uh, engaging or thinking of too much engagement mm -hmm. muscles. And when you are working with your clients on the Pilates equipment, uh, doing those, doing Pilates exercises, um, do you uh, nudge them into self-directing Alexander style as they yes. do that? Yes, uh -huh. I have, um, but, you know, I'm a bit, I have a lot of habits in how I teach Pilates because I taught in a studio for, you know, 10 years where the Alexander technique I was, it's not really uh, welcomed, we'll say. It <laughs> wasn't imagine. really. Yeah. Um, so uh, they wanted more of a uniform style of teaching, we'll say. Um, so now that I've been on my own for a couple of years in my own studio space, and um, I'm trying to develop more habits of teaching that I think in my Pilates that in you know instead of having to stop and get off the reformer and think about alexander technique now we're going to be doing this all here like we're going to use the pilates method as um a, a, a jumping board for you to practice alexander principles so um yes i have a, quite a few things that we will do we'll think of things like um when they're laying on the reformer, typically when you lay on a reformer, your feet are up and your um, and your head is on a headrest and you're on a moving platform. So you can extend your legs out and the carriage will move out and then you're on a, on wheels, you can come back in, um, in and out with leg movement. Um, oftentimes people try to do things like um, perfect their leg engagement by looking at their legs. And so their neck, the front of their neck will get kind of constricted and mm -hmm. they're trying to see their own feet and we'll do things like um, imagine you're laying on a hill with your head going down the hill and your feet are at the top of the hill mm -hmm. and I just want you to keep that image as you're going out and and then that's sort of a holistic thought that opens them like all the way through they're they're not even thinking of their perfect, you know, the perfectionism of getting their legs perfect and their feet perfect. And let me look at that and make sure I'm not wrong. And they kind of go to the grassy slope and, and they're, they're in a different place in another place at that point. And I think that was, um, coming up with more images like that while they're engaged in Pilates so they can really, um, recognize the stimulus of the machine and the exercises and try not to react to that stimulus so intensely, but to kind of back off a little bit and not be so um, engaged. 
Mm-hmm. And and do you find that um, with that approach, uh, your students actually do better, even just say from a Pilates point of view? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. I would imagine. Uh, so so clearly uh, bringing to bear some Alexander technique thinking. Uh, as you do Pilates exercises, a, as would be true of any exercise or any activity, is going to uh, improve the quality. But I wonder if it works the other way. Um, someone who's had a bit of Pilates conditioning, um, is it your experience that they re- they're a little better able to mobilize Alexander thinking? Ah, let me think about that. I would say that um, in my practice, it, 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 well, it really depends on the person. I will say I, I, it, 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 I probably have had a couple of people who've come to me with a strong Pilates training and, um, and been able to, to, to do the release work. I find that it's a it's a it's a real change of pace for them. Mm-hmm. It's really um, hard to um, back out of doing. And, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Of, to let go of, of the go doing. Into, yeah. into non-doing. Yeah, to let go non-doing, of the doing. Yes, yeah. non-doing is a it's an art form that I would say a lot of people don't understand and they don't even see the point of it. (laughs) And so getting that across um, in a tactful way, because, you know, if you have, like, say, a a Pilates teacher, um, that would be a a confronting thing to to not um, understand this whole non-doing thing and to have your whole practice and way of being in the world about doing. So... Um, yeah, I've had I've had a mixed bag with that. I would say. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think Pilates himself. Um, well, he certainly. I don't think he thought in terms of non-doing particularly. But when he describes some of the exercises, like uh, the the hundreds, for example, which is mm-hmm. a kind of a well, I. It's a very specific kind of mat work exercise. Um, he he's, he says very clearly that uh, there's no point in going beyond a hundred of these. Um, uh-huh. He you're really he he just he doesn't he doesn't want to turn this into uh, an endurance thing or a or a cardiovascular thing particularly. He just wants you to develop that ability. But there, uh, get get the I guess get the, the certain targeted muscles strengthened. But there's no point in overdoing it. No. And and I think he even says somewhere um, that it's really a, he doesn't use this these words, but something to the effect that it's really the quality of how you do these exercises that are the important thing, and not exactly. not endless repetitions without giving any any thought to it and and of course that was he was writing quite a while ago i guess and i don't know when he was doing most of his writings maybe in the 30s or 40s i'm not sure but that idea was pretty far ahead of the times back then yes 
I mean, just as yes. Alexander's ideas were, were light years ahead of, of uh, the times in the 1890s, um, right. Pilates was definitely an original, an original thinker. I, I think um, when, when I've thought about things like Pilates and Alexander, um, to me, it seems as though it's really important to look at Alexander's own idea of use, which he, you know, basically, how well do you function? But he, he divided that into two categories. He divided it into conditions of use and manner of use. And he, it's a distinction that is not all that well appreciated, I think, even by Alexander teachers today, that conditions of use are kind of what the situation is right now, and manner of use is how you're managing that current situation. Mm. And I, I, I would say that Pilates, if you want to improve your conditions of use fairly quickly and efficiently, uh, could be that Pilates would be a really good way to do that. Mm -hmm. um, at, but if you want to improve your manner of use, maybe Alexand the Alexander approach after, say after you have improved your conditions or as you're improving your conditions of use, your ability to actually manage that improved situation um, can also be enhanced. And I yes. think that's what Alexander uh, directing is, is really all about. I mean, there, you could sort of do a car driver analogy there, but it's it's a little tricky because the car and the driver are separate entities, and you know we're just one entity right. ourselves. But right. there are elements of that I think to help understand that. So uh, I, I don't know. Does that does that resonate with your experience in in using well, uh, these yeah, two? Yeah, yes. Um, I I do see that a lot of Alexander teachers are are. Muscularly deconditioned, something. I mean, oh, that's very polite. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and mm. having come from a place of, you know, I came to the Alexander technique and Pilates with sciatic pain, mm -hmm. and um, having started them both in my early twenties at the same time, I really could feel how. Um, the strength training and the and the and the Pilates work was truly I could you know I could lift things that I couldn't lift before I was waiting tables to pay for Alexander School, mm -hmm. and which was killing my back, and um, it was light years like how much I could what I could lift easily and was not hurting me anymore from the Pilates training and that was like right off the bat. I mean, just a couple of months of that, I could really mm -hmm. feel a difference. And then, and then the Alexander technique slowly, I feel like has, has just changed my entire shape and the way that I move and like the, the grace and the poise and, and all of that. I mean, it, it, they marry really well together. I do think you, they, that they're, they are definitely going towards two different agendas, but they mm -hmm. work really well together yeah and I, I i think that a lot about you were very polite in your description of alexander teachers i mean <laughs> you go to an agm and there are sometimes people there that look like they could just be blown away you know a little puff of wind yeah <laughs> um 
but I do, and I do think that a lot of Alexander teachers have kind of have a bias against any form of uh, of physical conditioning, exercise kind of stuff. And I think, and I think that, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily, you know, Pilates is the answer for everyone. But if you want an intelligent, well thought out um, sequence of exercises that doesn't really emphasize quantity so much as quality, at least that's my my sense, um, Pilates would be a great way to go. Um, and I, I also, from my experience of ha having had a number of Pilates sessions, that I think a, a Pilates instructors would probably, a lot of them would do well to learn some some basic Alexander ideas. I think yes. it, would, it would just make a huge difference, uh, if nothing else, to help them perhaps with a little more accurate body mapping. I, I was really mm -hmm. struck by, I had a Pilates instructor who I, I liked a lot. It was a good, she was very dedicated, but her, she had some really faulty ideas of, of human structure. And I think that kind of got, got in the way of, of her teaching a bit. Well, and also just the amount of hours that you are teaching doing exercises, you know, um, it's easy to start engaging your stomach too much while you're teaching, while mm -hmm. you're standing there mm -hmm. watching someone work out. Um, so even just being able to uh, learn to stand and non-do and see the stimulus of your client working out without you getting, without physically engaging yourself the whole time. I mean, that can really exhaust your back at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. just things like that, just um, the awareness. And also just knowing when enough is enough for your client too. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Just being able to pull the reins back a little bit more and have and value and value the, um, the non-doing. In some ways, and so. I would think your your teaching situation, where you have both available, um, y you could you could do if it seemed the right thing to do, fifteen minutes of Pilates, and say, well, that's really enough of that. Let's let's get on to Alexander. Whereas a normal Pilates situation, that really wouldn't be possible. Right, and that's why I, I get very few cancellations because when I was just a Pilates teacher, you get a lot of cancellations because if the client's back is out or something's going on that you know that they're not feeling up to working out, mm -hmm. um, then they would just cancel. And now it's I never get a can I mean, hardly ever get a cancellation cancellation for that because they know I can change gears. Right. Oh, that's 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 an interesting point. Um, Kristen, is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to uh, uh, talk about? Not that I can think of. No, well, I think we covered it all. Oh, really? Well, okay. Not all, <laughs> Enough. Okay. Well, uh, my uh, my guest today has been Kristen Fryer, who's teaches the Alexander Technique and Pilates in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, if anything that we've been talking about uh, intrigues you uh, and you live in the Cincinnati area, give, uh, give her, send her an email. We'll put a link to her site or give her a call. We'll put a link to her site by the interview. And if you, anything we said about the Alexander Technique intrigues you, we'll, I'll put a link to a site that 
enable you to find a teacher uh, anywhere else in the world. Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Robert. I really enjoy your podcast interviews. So Great. glad I get to be on, be one of them. <laughs> well, thank you for thank you for being here. All right. <laughs>